Welcome to WeAreTechnology.com's User-Friendly 2.0 with host Bill Sickens, Technology Architect. And this is User-Friendly 2.0. I'm your host, Bill Sickens. Welcome to this week's show. Got a great interview coming up, and we'll see that in the next segment. We're also going to be looking at a lot of the rumors from Star Wars that have been coming out and have a great Q&A for you this week. So all out there, all stuff to enjoy with the holidays coming right up. It's good to look at some of what is going on in the world with technology and pop culture. Send us your questions and your comments, one user-friendly on Facebook and Twitter, userfriendlyshow.com, or give us a call, 503-766-6264 is the phone number. That's answered 24-7, so give that a call. Let us know what you'd like to hear and what you'd like us to find out about for you. Today's news is brought to you by Benchmark Physical Therapy Sherwood. Now open and accepting new patients. Appointments available within 24 hours. Call us at 971-930-4777. User-Friendly Media Group is proud to support Toys for Tots. Please bring your new, unwrapped gift to the Sherwood Chamber of Commerce located at 16273 Southwest Railroad Street, Sherwood, Oregon, during normal business hours. Toys for Tots is sponsored by the U.S. Marine Corps. All gifts will go to children locally. For more information or a local drop-off location, please visit toysfortots.org. So what's in the news? Show will be preempted today. Yes, our international headline. Of course. (laughs) Okay, maybe not. But if you're listening to us on air, we are going to be with you for about a half hour. And then we're going to be preempted by a football game. So if you would like to listen to the rest of the show while it's streaming, go to TheAnswerPortland.com. Or if you want to listen to the football game, go ahead and listen to our podcast. And you can get that at UserFriendlyShow.com. So either way, you're not going to miss anything. But just so you know what's happening when we switch over. Fan Expo 2022 Portland is happening. Yes, it is. We talked about this a little bit earlier in the year that Fan Expo has taken over some of Wizard World's shows. And Fan Expo, from what I understand, is an excellent producer. They've always had very good feedback. I've never gotten one because they mainly haven't been on the West Coast. No, not yet. Now we're getting one with the uh, one here in Portland. So I'm looking forward to going that. It's going to be January 21st through 23rd. At Hopefully the we can join Center. you. Yes, uh, no, we're definitely <laughs> going to get set up for that. I'm looking forward to see how they're what they're doing different, especially since that's a show that we know well. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be interesting to see where this goes. So I'm going to be reaching out to Jerry and see if we can get him on after Thanksgiving to talk a little bit more about this. And uh, he's still involved. In fact, he's the press person uh, that sent out the announcement for this. So that's really cool. And uh, see what this is actually going to be about. Judge orders Apple to allow external payment options for App Store by December 9th, denying stay. Background on this is that Apple and Google require in-app payments to go through their system. And Apple's a little stricter on this. Google, there's some ways to get around that if you want to. But um, Apple has a situation in place. So what this is for is, say you download an app where you're going to read a magazine. And in order to read that magazine, you subscribe to it, and there's a monthly subscription fee. Well, Apple takes 30% of that subscription fee for them, and they don't allow you to be able to accept payment through any other means than their system. 
this holds this holds true for for everything so in-app purchases so if you buy premium currency on a game or buy an app even any of that stuff they take their cut yeah and the issue here has been that this has gone to court and the court issued an order that they have to start allowing alternate payment app methods of payment through their apps on December 9th. Apple went to the appeals court and got a stay. So you've heard of a stay of execution. A stay is just something yeah. where they delay it. Mm-hmm. And then went back to the other judge, and the judge said, no way, you still have to implement this by December 9th. This falls under a monopoly type situation. Yeah, that's yeah. and that's the claim that's being made. We talked about this with... Uh, some of the suits, there, there was a major game company, you know, and all of these different type of things, and this has been quite an issue. But the reality of the situation is most apps are produced by smaller software companies or individual developers, and people that make their money, pay their salaries, all that kind of stuff through this. And a 30% bite is considerable. I mean, you know, that's so, a lot. Yeah, for every, if you spend $10, what approximately was what that, $3 goes? That's $3. Yeah. 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 And you start adding that up by the number of transactions and things. And I have no problem with the bigger companies getting paid for what they're doing. It provides marketing. It provides access. But getting things through the online stores does usually mean that it's been vetted a little bit. Apple Mm -hmm. more than Google on that front. But the point being is it still ends up being a lot of money, especially for the small guys. And as such, Google's dropped their take to 15%. So, you know, this is something that's Mm -hmm. being handled. But again, Google hasn't been hit as hard with this with Play Stores because on an Android device, you can install apps outside of the store. Amazon has a store that you can install, and there's other ways to sideload and do different things. Apple has all that completely locked out, so short of hacking or jailbreaking your device, (laughs) you can't do it. And as such, that's what locks this into place. So we'll have to see if there's any more drama with this, but right now, it's looking like you will be able to make payments through other means by December 9th. Hmm. Eternals opens with $71 million, but audience response is mixed. Yeah, you know, we haven't done a formal movie review here since COVID, and I think we're going to start doing that again next year. But I did have a chance to see this beforehand, and I can kind of understand why the audience is mixed. I'm not even interested by watching the trailers. It just looks boring. Yeah, the the trailers, in my opinion, it was, as movie reviews are, it was too much information, not enough time to focus on backstories of the characters, which you would normally want. But the other part of it is, even for the diehard comic book fans, it doesn't follow the book. Oh. So the yeah, s- that's, story that's been a problem different. for years now, though. Yeah. yeah. But this one especially. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. Marvel usually does pretty good movies. I like most of them. But in this per- case, it was I didn't hate it, but I wouldn't watch it again. You know? Hmm. So, uh, I don't know. I think this one, wait for it to come out on streaming and see what you think of it. But I don't know if I'd see this in the theater or not. Brain Implant translates paralyzed man's thoughts into text with 94% accuracy. Sounds pretty good. It's really good where we're going with cybernetics. This uh, system, basically, the way that it works is uh, he's been paralyzed for a couple of years. The gentleman that is experimenting with this is 65. And he got paralyzed, and since then, he obviously hasn't been able to write or do you know do any of the things with his limbs that uh, you would be able to do without that. So what they've created was this implant, and basically he thinks like he's writing, handwriting, and it's able to pick that up, 
read what he's writing down in his head mm-hmm. and then be able to translate it into other things to do motion, uh, simply be able to write or type as this would be in that type of a thing. And the quality of life that these type of technologies can do, I think, are absolutely incredible. This is something that's very much in the proof of concept stage. And I've said this before. I'm, you know, you know our, our cybernetic overlords are probably already here, but will be if not. Mm. And the bottom line of it is, is these type of technologies and enhancements and things are going to open a completely new area of what's right to do and what might not be a good idea and all of that. But yeah. it's definitely something that's coming. We we are seeing it, and uh, we're seeing the tech get here. But for the application in healthcare, these things can be quite incredible. Rolls-Royce gets funding to develop mini nuclear reactors. Yeah, so this is under the heading of what could possibly go wrong here, right? Right, of course. Yeah, you know, um, no, this, this type of a technology is actually something that's being developed. And the personal nuclear reactor, I, I guess, is where this would go, which isn't exactly the case. These are about the size of a 40-foot semi-truck, so they're not exactly small. Oh. But it is a device that's designed to provide energy in smaller situations and be clean energy as long as it doesn't melt down. Mm-hmm. You're good to go and you don't have carbon emissions, you know? Right. So at the end of the day, it'll be interesting to see where this goes. But uh, you can, or, well, eventually we'll be able to get one from Rolls-Royce. I wonder if these are handmade. Probably. Anyway, we've got a great show for you this week. We will be back after the break. Welcome back. This is User-Friendly 2.0. Joining me now is Finn Kelly, co-founder and chief technology officer of the Go Game. And officer, not author, my goodness. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I can be an author as well. If you'd like. Hey, you know what? Either way works. So we're going to talk about <laughs> Weave. What is Weave? Okay. Uh, well, Weave is the outgrowth of the Go Game. Go Game was an in real life kind of like team building scavenger hunt based company we've had for 20 years in the Bay Area. And then we started building a virtual platform for video conferencing that incorporated gameplay. And we did that prior to the pandemic. Uh, and so when that hit, we pushed this out um, pretty strongly, uh, going for, uh, excuse me, going for, uh, you know, getting into production ready form. And basically, Weave is about human centered play based technology. So it's getting you into a meeting kind of mode, but then giving you the option to have hosted gameplay where you can run through uh, trivia, you can do fact match, a whole variety of 20 different games that we have in the platform uh, that's designed to build team cohesion for your crew. Okay, now that sounds interesting. So this, is, this isn't really a twist on something like Zoom. This is actually something very unique. Yeah, exactly. Like we're going to have all the sort of the basic functionality of a meeting platform. You can share a screen, you know, you can have people all showing up in squares, but then the interesting part is you can hit the play button, and we're just going to have a really deep set of content since we've been doing this for so many years that allows you to meet people, do two truths and a lie, learn about folks, you know, maybe get a heat check about how people are feeling with anonymous uh, voting and anonymous submissions, even brainstorming tools, easier breakout groups, and then just fun gameplay. You know, like uh, we have a, a lightning round now where people have to just shout out stuff as quickly as they can when given the prompt. Uh, and they come into the center, and it all kind of happens now automatically on an autopilot as well as hosted. 
So would you use something like this primarily for networking or does it work well with just general meetings to kind of give more than just the meeting? Yeah, I mean, networking, we do do some stuff with that, maybe like intern games where everybody's coming to know each other uh, for, you know, Eli, Lily or whatever. They're coming together over the summer. We have a whole slew of intern games and they're really getting their first opportunity to meet each other virtually. Um, so there is that component, but really more of this is for like your department, your group that wants to get together for their ritual all hands meeting and making it a little bit different than they're currently used to with a meeting or with a Zoom or um, whatever the, the current ones are. Okay. All right. So that that totally makes sense. So you've got a variety of kind of fits here for it. Can you give us maybe a real world scenario of where you're actually seeing this used? Well, the lion's share of our games uh, rooms are for corporate clients. Um, the biggest one of which is uh, Google and you know, then it's on down from there. But we've got um, about a thousand events happening uh, a week coming up here in the busy season. So that's individually hosted rooms uh, where people are coming through for an hour. And they're usually picking one of our top performing uh, rooms, which is a game show. Uh, we also have escape room styles so they can come and play those. There's a murder mystery train where they can do a little bit of role play uh, and discover the story and the plot line of who done it. Uh, and then there's a space escape room as well. There's a whole variety of, you know, like game show varieties and themes, you know, so there's going to be a, a black excellence one. Um, we've got ones that are designed for college kids. We have an international game that we've done specifically every month that's designed to not necessarily be U.S. culture based when you're asking trivia and so forth. That gets requested a lot. Um, so the main play right now is this sort of led event with one of our hosts. We have a hundred hosts on staff that bring you from the beginning to end and introduce you to the platform, how it all works and get you to really engage. And then our hope is that you'll take that from there and come in and use it for yourself. And so you can do your meetings in here as well as go and play some games, you know, to finish things off, to get people warm, to sponsor creativity, just to kind of change things up from a typical meeting. Now, I know we've had a lot, things go, a lot of things go virtual since the onset of the pandemic, but you had said that this was something that you had come up with prior to. What gave you the idea? And, and, and tell us a little bit about the background of that and how you, how you even got into this. Well, I mean, I've been working on this with this game company for 20 years now, the Go Game. And I had moved out to the East Coast, actually. So I was then remote uh, for a few years prior to the pandemic and really kind of felt that distance along with some of our other remote employees. Um, and so I was like, huh, how can we improve this experience of doing our all hands and getting people together where there's usually a focus on the office community and 12 people sitting around a table and then everyone else is sort of a second class citizen dialing in. Um, and so I went about trying to create a better experience to bring people together virtually for those who had distributed office members. Okay. So that, I mean, you know, it just sounds like an incredible concept. And then the other question that I want to ask you is the games that you have within the platform, are these yeah. things that you've created custom? Are they something that would exist somewhere else? And how, how would you put that together? It's all custom. So we, we built this whole game engine from the ground up. It's not on the backbone of like Unity or Unreal Engine. It's all been built from scratch. And the idea is we wanted to, to track people's points and, uh, and try out all of our game types that we knew were sort of pretty effective within our scavenger hunt and bake it into the video conference. So we started off with these things like Take a photo and submit it. And then we have things like photo booth now where you can drag and drop icons and bring them over your face and make a fun photo booth that then turns into a costume contest. So now we have, you know, vote on the winners and then see the finals and hold up your trophy at the end. So 
because it's our own platform, we're given the flexibility of kind of building these individual game components from scratch. Just last last uh, week, we launched uh, a new one, which is our uh, Price is Right, um, which allows you to come in and see an image of a, I don't know, a grandfather clock or what have you and guess what the price is and if it goes over. And as opposed to trying to get APIs and build it all with you know other people's tools, we just think it's faster to iterate on top of our game engine and use the given kind of arrangements of players and teams that has been successful for things like trivia. Right, right. And it, I mean, I think it's an incredible idea to have everything be unique. It just seems like there'd be an awful lot of work that would go into having to create all these different concepts from, you know, from the ground up. Yeah, I, that is true. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> <You definitely know. laughs> a, a fair amount of work. Um, but I mean, th- then you're also given a fair amount of flexibility to like, the more the more you're relying on somebody else's thing and you're like, hey, can we have scoring work this way and this way within a given game? And I mean, it's also sort of a, a, a brave new world kind of a thing. It's a new frontier uh, and how you get thousands of people into a, a web browser, basically, you know, and have them then siphon off into different rooms and all the technology that we put and thought and put into that. That's a big hurdle already. It's like the algorithm that sorts people as they arrive and makes the right. teams nice and even and gets them into the correct room and the timers all go off at the right time and the hosts are all there. So just that part, like I don't think anybody had really solved that in kind of like a, a fast dynamic gameplay style way. And then once you're in the platform itself, we felt even just the basics of like, let's have the video conferencing for your team. I'll be at the top so you can look at the camera and have your eyes always trained towards the camera because that's where most of your attention's being placed. Um, so just little details like that as we went about building it. Just gave us much more control, um, but yeah, I would say that there's um, it's a fair amount of time that's spent when new people come onto the platform to sort of give them an overview of how it works and how to build on top of it. And usually, it's about a two to three month learning curve before they can really start digging into building some of the uh, the games themselves. That makes sense. So, how does somebody find you online? How uh, you can go to weave.co. Uh, that's our that's the platform, and then the gogame.com is sort of the the overarching company. All right, sounds good. Finn Kelly, thank you for joining us today, and we will have that on our social media at One User Friendly, and we'll be back after the break. Welcome back. This is User Friendly 2.0. Glad to have you here with us. Yeah. You know, we talk about Star Wars on this show a lot, and there's been a lot of rumors and different things circulating, Star Wars, Disney Plus, all the rest of it. So what is going on? We have a, a lot of things announced on Disney Plus Day, and we've got stuff from Marvel, Disney, um, Star Wars, just everything that they were touching, everything they were, all the series they were making out. Now we got more. So what's been going on this year? Is it something we need to all sit down for and take a breath first? Is it good stuff? Well, I think the Obi-Wan Kenobi stuff should be good. I'm excited for that. And and apparently it's six episodes? Yeah, it's a six-episode series. Uh, We're going to have Ewan McGregor, and we're going to have, oh, I can't remember his name, Hayden Christensen as Anakin Skywalker or Darth Vader. Okay. Uh, So that's going to be cool. Yeah, uh, we've got a couple of uh, we've got an animated series for the X Men coming. We've got a Moon Knight series for Marvel, and another Marvel series for She Hulk. And then, uh, do you guys, if if people remember WandaVision, 
Uh, remember the bad guy that was actually a bad gal? Right. And uh, sh- I guess they're going to give her a series. Ag- Agatha Harkness. Uh, we got a. What? I was just going to say, it's amazing what you can do with streaming. Because you would oh, never yeah. have stuff like that on broadcast television because there wouldn't be time. Right. right. So now uh, we're also going to have a net new uh, Spider Man animated series. Um, apparently, the Hawkeye series is already going over very well, even though it's not out yet. So there's already going to be a spin off. Okay. And uh, I, I like Hawkeye. I do too. I, I, he's just he's a funny. cool guy. Uh, <laughs> there's, so there's an animated series for uh, the Marvel zombies from What If. Okay. Um, yeah, I know. It's like, <laughs> and okay. Apparently, they're going to make a second Willow movie. And if you uh, had uh, been on Twitter, uh, you would have uh, seen uh, Warwick uh, Davis's little Twitter post where he's kind of like, um, teasing his co-stars right. <laughs> you know? yeah. and they're all acting like, well, aren't you too old and all this other stuff. And it, you have to see it. It's funny. There's going to be a, an animated series for, um, Marvel's Groot. You know, it's called I am Groot, which okay. is going to be, yeah, be interesting. Yeah. That'd have to be the title of something like mm-hmm. that. Uh, <laughs> we have what if season two. Okay. Apparently, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I really I like it. I, really I enjoyed that. Uh, we've got a Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. <laughs> as long as it isn't like the Star Wars one when I was a kid, that was traumatizing. So I have to ask a question if you know. I was looking at this, and there is a holiday special under the Star Wars menu. Um, is that the holiday special? Is it special? Legos? I, I don't know. I haven't watched it. It, but it should be. Should be Legos? I don't know. Well, no, it should be the original holiday special. I know they've got clips of really? it for other stuff. Yeah. We should go watch it. Um, <laughs> wouldn't is it? Wouldn't that just like make George Lucas freak out? I don't know. <laughs> that might be one where you want to have your you know eggnog first, but <laughs> uh-huh. uh, yeah, maybe give him a lot of eggnog because there's all these weird things in that episode that did not make any sense. And I remember as a kid going, "What the heck was that?" <laughs> yeah, I, I, and there is, I mean, you know, the uh, Wookiee Life Day, uh, all of this yeah. stuff. But the one thing that did come out of that was Boba Fett, and Book of Boba Fett is another series that's going to be coming out. A right? lot of people are looking forward and to And we're that. also getting an Under the Helmet special. Yes. Yeah. Legacy of Boba Fett. So yeah. that's going to be awesome, too. Yeah, so having all of that out there is going to be kind of cool. And, you know, checking it out. And I, I'm noticing that a good portion of Disney's new stuff works with the Atmos system and the surround lighting and everything quite well. So that's kind of cool. It's going to be neat. And uh, if anybody really likes Zootopia, they're going to do another series called Zootopia Plus. Oh, really? Yeah, so that should be fun. That was a cute cartoon. Uh, We've got uh, a live-action series for the Disenchanted franchise, which is uh, the the children of the previous generation of, like, princesses and princes and all that. Okay. Oh, okay. That's like a kid's uh, show, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, okay. Uh, We've got Hocus Pocus 2, which apparently is going to come out. We've got an animated series for Baymax from uh, Big Hero 6, which should be fascinating. That could be cool. I liked Baymax. I I really enjoyed that movie. Um, And here's something maybe for the older crowd. Um, They found some um, uh, Beatle footage that they are going to share. Okay. And um, it's a three-part thing where it's kind of like a documentary, but it looks like it's sharing a lot of, uh, of uh, the Beatles stuff during the like looks like the Double White album. I'm not sure, but yeah, it's going to be a lot of them like video of them rehearsing and recording. Mm-hmm. Right. So that should be really neat. So if you're a Beatles fan, you got to see that. 
No, it's, it definitely sounds like it. And it, it sounds like this is all worth doing. And this is all in the subscription. So, you mm-hmm. know, take mm-hmm. it away and let us know what you think of it. This is User Friendly 2.0. We'll be back after the break. Welcome back. This is User-Friendly 2.0. This is the section of the show where you ask questions and we give you answers. Keep them coming. We've got a lot of great questions coming in every week, and it helps us to do our programming and get you information that you want. UserFriendlyShow.com, one user-friendly on Facebook and Twitter, or give us a call. 503-766-6264 is our phone number, and that's 24-7. Or the website, UserFriendlyShow.com, which I think I mentioned. What questions do we have this week? Is ElkaWorks.com a real site? Listener question that came in. I had never heard of the site. Me neither. So I went what is it? A little bit of checking. Well, it's a site that purports to sell household items, electronics, gardening, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. At first glance, it looks pretty reasonable. You know, new brand out there maybe or something that's doing this. But with a little bit further digging, you'll find out that, at least in my opinion, it's totally fake. And what we have going on here is a situation where what they've done is they've copied different information on a number of different products, a lot of different products from different places. So the genuine big box store websites, that type of thing, getting the descriptions and the pictures and whatnot and put this together. And you go to the site and you search for an item and it comes up. Okay. So I was looking at Wi-Fi speakers, smart speakers for my new uh, stereo system. And so I put those in to see what I got. And it goes, oh, yeah, we have them. And they're the Yamaha Music Cast, blah, blah, blah. And the price that came up was about a third of what they were everywhere else. Mm-hmm. So, okay, well, hey, you know, um, that sounds great. Although we've all heard the saying, if it's too good to be true, it probably is. Uh-huh. So I did a little yeah. more poking around on the site and found that the customer service email was a Gmail address. So not uh-huh. even at the domain of the website. And the address that is listed as their corporate address is, uh, I think it was in Australia or something. So I looked oh. that up on Google Maps, and there's nobody by that name at that address. Uh-huh. It's probably some kind of weird Chinese knockoff site or a hacker site. Yeah, I, I don't know. but I So, like, if you place your order, the order will go through. You can only pay with PayPal, which was the other thing that was interesting. Mm-hmm. And they'll take the payment. And then I started doing a little more digging online and finding that people that had used this, of course, never saw their products. Uh-huh. Uh, they make it very difficult to get a refund, you know, that kind of a thing. Hmm. And with a little bit of further digging, I found there's all kinds of sites like this out there. Wow. This is yeah, not the weird. only one. There's just a ton of them. So be very, very careful and do take a few minutes. I know we're all busy, especially going into the holiday shopping season. Oh, yeah. But take so in a other words, watch your teens and watch your seniors who could get fooled by this Exactly, stuff. exactly. It's very easy to do. The ways that you can check it out is look at things like the return policy. Mm-hmm. In this particular case, it obviously hadn't been edited very well. And on top of that, it was you have to pay for your return. Well, where? Back to Australia, you know, kind of thing. Uh, I know, Gretchen, you've run into this with yeah. buying goods even through some of the legitimate sites. Amazon, Amazon yeah. yeah. Where uh, they wanted a refund or a return back to China, uh-huh. which would have uh, been more than the cost of the item. Now Amazon, of course, took care of it with their. And AG. I showed you that dress. Yes, it is not 
made for a human being. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> the, the item itself was just really something. But, uh, but yeah, but just be careful of these things. It can happen. But uh, if it happens to you on a site like Amazon, you have a, more of a recourse. I would imagine on this, you could go through PayPal and file a claim and probably be okay, but it would take a long time. And in the meantime, you know, you're kind of stuck. So what happened with Zillow? That's another question. Yeah, this has been this has been something that uh, came out about a week ago now. Zillow's getting out of the flipping business. Relevance <laughs> here is Zillow is obviously a tech site that uh, uses the internet to do a lot of things that you would have normally have done with a realtor. Mm-hmm. So go out, see what houses are for sale. The Zillow estimate has been a thing that a lot of realtors have complained about, but Zillow was buying houses on speculation using that value. What's happened is, is they've ended up owning a lot of houses and uh, like a lot of houses all over the country. Like more than 7,000. Yep. And now, and they're flips. Now they can't get contractors and materials and all that with all the shortages we're dealing with. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, they paid too much for the houses. So it's one of these areas where that can happen even to the big guys. So they got out of the flipping business about two weeks ago. And now they're trying to put these houses on the market and get rid of them. But the issue here is not only just that. It's the idea of the Zillow estimate and all of that. Market Watch calls it a toy. That's a quote. Mm-hmm. So the bottom line of it is, is it be interesting to see where they end up. But at the end of the day, it does go to show that you want to make sure what you're doing is correct and not kind of just letting it go on, even with tech. Was Robin Hood hacked? Robin Hood has had a security incident. At least that's what they're calling it. Oh, nice. So it's not a hacking. It's a security incident. It's a security incident. Yes. Well, that could be a bear knocking on your door. What exactly does that mean? Yeah, exactly. You know, it's it, it, what it means is they don't want to call it a hack. Uh. Um, <laughs> but uh, LifeLock is advising to change passwords as a preemptive approach. I look at this type of thing, and I think with all the hacks that are going on, we're well beyond just changing passwords. It's a good idea following the protocol to have different passwords for at least all of your financial sites is important. We have too many online accounts these days to really have different passwords for all of them. Recently, I was reading that each of us has an average of 90 online accounts. So keeping track of 90 passwords would be very difficult. (laughs) But you want to kind of determine which ones are more and make sure your financial accounts are secured individually. The other thing is, and Gretchen, I know you don't like it, but is two-factor authentication is becoming more and more necessary. Yeah, I've noticed. Just because of all of this. And it is uh, definitely a thing where we are going to have to just keep an eye on our funds, an eye on our finances, and get a hold of your financial institution if you see anything unusual right away. So what is a curved monitor? And I know you can explain this because I really thought your monitors were curved. Yeah, I have curved monitors. Um, so the way when you talk about this, and the listener that's in this question had this idea that you could fold them up or roll them up or something, and that's not what it is. Oh. A curved monitor is a flat screen monitor that has a slight curve to the screen. Like a movie theater. That kind of an idea. I like them. Um, I've got three of them. I really use them for the computer. It makes it a little bit easier to look at. But they do cost more, so you want to look at your budget and that type of a thing. But that's what it is. It's basically a flat screen with a little bit of a curve to it. This is User Friendly 2.0. We'll be back after the break.
Welcome back. This is User Friendly 2.0. Great show this week. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we talked a little earlier about the whole Star Wars rumor mill and all the stuff that's going on with that, but I think they're going to have some interesting things coming up. It's It's been a situation where the series so far have been pretty good, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So, I agree. You know, I think we're going to continue. I to, think there are some people there who are trying really hard to put together nice stuff. Yeah, nice stuff and stuff that follows the idea of Star Wars, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, but no, it's, it's all good. And uh, going from there, what? You know, I don't know about you, but I'm really ready. I've said this a few times, but it's I'm adding the word really now. Mm-hmm. To go back to an in-person event of event, some kind. Yeah. 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 I'm hyped. I, I'm psyched for it. I want to, you know, I'm not sure if I want to buy the um, the advanced things where I go and get the autographs from everybody, but I'm, I'm really, really tempted. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I know it feels like it, you know, and it's uh, uh, definitely so now We've got some stuff on the calendar, and hopefully this will all materialize. I think it actually will this time. Hey, I've got, I have my costume. I, I was able to find it out of the boxes and things that I've packed up because I've been rearranging things. And I have my costume pieces already. Me too. So this one's going to be Emerald City Comic Con in Seattle, December 2nd uh, through 5th. So that's coming up here in actually a couple of weeks, which is yeah. kind of weird. I, it's You know, to me, it's always been after Thanksgiving. And, uh, well, it's, you know, uh, almost after Thanksgiving. So, <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Uh, what, do you, what costume are you doing? We're doing Harry Potter, and so are you. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, okay, good. I'm, I'm glad someone told me. I will uh, make sure. No, I, I knew about hey, that. Of and course, we but, even got you. Uh, uh, I think it's a. Uh, it's a dark. It's a dark mark tattoo. A dark mark tattoo because you're you're a Slytherin, of course. But yeah. well, one of the things for me that's going to be interesting is I, I think I'm having the reverse COVID forty. Um, we've all heard of the COVID twenty, where you gain twenty pounds during the pandemic. I kind of put my mm-hmm. mind to it, and I'm down forty pounds. Well, that's good. Which means I might actually fit in my costumes again, which would be kind of (laughs) cool. Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, Harry Potter is going to be fun for that one. It's an easy one to do to kind of get back into it. And, Mm -hmm. you know, one of the things about Seattle in December, and we've said this before, is that it is very wet. It rains normally. So doing something that doesn't uh, melt in the rain is probably a very good idea. Yeah, nobody wants to smell wet Wookiee, okay? I was was this close to wearing a yellow rain suit and bringing a little box of fish sticks. Yeah, or something like that. You might still need to do it. We'll see what the weather's like. But uh, uh, if it's anything (laughs) like lately, but I welcome the rain. We all need it. It's not that. It's just it's a a convention that's normally in the summer. And because of the disruptions, uh, at least we're going to get to go, you know? Yes, exactly. And then the other one I'm looking forward to, and this will be a first time for me attending it, not here on the show, but for us, is the Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas in January. That's going to be cool. I love electronic stuff. And I don't think we have to worry about rain. And I don't think we have to worry about costumes. (laughs) costumes. You know, yeah, Yeah. there you are. Uh, Chaz has covered this for us in past years. He'll be there with us as well. But uh, it's going to be fun to actually see it firsthand and see Las Vegas again. So, yeah. you know, that's what's coming up. And until next week, this is User-Friendly 2.0, keeping you safe on the cutting edge. User-Friendly 2.0, copyright 2014 to 2021, User-Friendly Media Group, Inc. The views and opinions expressed on this show are those of the host and not necessarily User-Friendly Media Group, Inc. or this station. Music licensing by BMI. Hosting provided by WeAreTechnology.com. Podcast available at UserFriendlyNation.com, TheAnswerPortland.com, or anywhere you listen to podcasts.